Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Hi, Dr. Alex here. If you like the show today or any day, I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I've been doing this for about 14 years now, and I spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show. And if you like it, if it's worth your time, if you think it might benefit others, I would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. This is a new thing. Um, so, whew, a little weird. I've been building to this for about, probably about 16, 17 years. Hi, I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd and welcome to the New Jesus. I consider this sort of church with you and me. You can consider it uh, whatever, whatever you like. Not necessarily in place of any other church activity, uh, but in addition maybe uh, is how I look at it. Uh, this is the second episode. The first episode I explain why the name New Jesus and kind of the foundation uh, of what this is all about to me, that Jesus came uh, saying, here's what I'm here for, but it wasn't that great. But that's because we had not seen the final act yet. We hadn't seen the whole. And when you add the whole to what Jesus said he was here for, it fits perfectly and to me, when I was uh, about 27 or 8 and finally realized the truth of this, I literally spontaneously said out loud, it's like I've met a whole new Jesus. And that's where the name came from. So, welcome, welcome. Uh, I intend for these to be pretty short. Uh, my hope and prayer is that I can pretty much just make one point with each uh teaching. Uh, we'll see. I'm noted for being for going on and on and on, so we'll see how that works, and I apologize in advance if, um, if I do go too long. Uh, today, what I wanted to talk about, and I'm trying to sort of do this in order, I think, of importance in order to understand the whole deal, what church is, who God is, 
who Jesus is, who the Holy Spirit is, heaven, hell, uh, how we're supposed to live our life. Are we really supposed to be happy? If so, what kind of happy? What do we do when problems come up? You know, and, and so I'm trying to kind of do it in order, I think, where there's a natural progression and a natural flow, just like Scripture. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to accomplish that, but that, that's, that's where I'm coming from, okay? So today, what I wanted to address is, you are made for relationships. Um, whatever you're made for, whatever your meaning in life, whatever your purpose for being here, your purpose that is maybe different from anyone else who's ever lived, you cannot live your most successful life unless you know what that is and embrace it and live it. If you try to live any other life except that one, the one you were made to live, the one that... Uh, has in it your meaning and purpose, uh, the meaning of life for you and everyone else and your particular purpose. And in my experience, in over 30 years of counseling and therapy, almost nobody knows that. Almost nobody realizes what, what they're here for and what life is really all about. Most people think life is about getting as much of what I want and as little of what I don't want as possible. Now, they, they wouldn't answer the question that way, but that's the way they're living their life. And I suspect that's true of you too. I suspect if I were to ask you what is the most important thing in your life, you would very likely say, uh, my wife or my husband or my significant other or my children or my parent or some, my, my friend that I was in the war with, some particular person, okay, relationship. Uh, nine out of ten of you would answer that way. But it's my guess that nine out of ten of you are not necessarily living that way. And I'll share the difference in just a minute. But let's, uh, don't take my word for it. And I don't ever want you to do that about any of this, ever. Um, look for yourself, pray over it yourself, and come to your own conclusion between you and God, you and the Holy Spirit. And by the way, there are different conclusions. The Holy Spirit will tell one person to do one thing and another person not to do that, do another. Okay? So, there's no way I can know the right thing for you every time anyway. Okay. But don't just take my word for it. You're made for relationships. That should be your number one priority every morning when your feet hit the floor and when you lay your head on the pillow at night. Genesis 1. It is not good for man to be alone. God makes Adam and Adam is terrific and the flowers are terrific and the animals are terrific and the whole place is kind of perfect, Eden. But God said it's not good for man to be alone. So I would say that to you. It's not good for you to be alone. And you can be alone in the middle of a crowded room. Okay? You are meant for intimate, loving relationships. More on that later. Ephesians 1.4 Before the foundation of the world, God loved you and chose you. Okay? 
uh, imagine, you know, like in elementary school, you're getting ready to play kickball or or a running race or something like that and there's two captains and you're over here with a whole bunch of people hoping you're not the last one picked and the person says, I pick Alex. I pick you. Feels good, doesn't it? Well, God, before the foundation of the world, before Earth, before Eden, before the, the flowers and the animals, before any of this started, God chose you and loved you. Okay? Revelation 13, 8. Jesus, the Lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world. Now, building on Ephesians 1, what, that, what does that mean? It means that God knew to love you and be in relationship with you, it was going to cost God the thing that was most dear to him. It was going to cause him the most possible pain going through watching his beloved son be tortured, crucified, uh, spat at, beaten, etc. Alright? He knew before he ever started it was going to cost him that to be in loving relationship with you and he chose you rather than him or Jesus to not have to go through the pain. He said, no, I want Alex. I want your name, you. I choose that in spite of the pain, even having to pay the pain. John 3.16, everybody knows, For God so loved the world that when it was actually the time, now not before the foundations of the world, but thousands of years later when, when the time is right, Jesus finally came. They had it planned out before the foundations of the world, but now he came. And still, before the foundation of the world, he loved you and chose you. And then, thousands of years later, when the time came, he still loved and chose you. And that's why he sent Jesus, um, for God so loved the world that whoever believed in him would not perish but have everlasting life, etc. Romans 8.30 um, God, you were foreknown before the world was started, before you were born, God knew you. Why? Because you are a part of Him. You are made after His own, own uh, image. This flesh is not you. What's you is your spirit inside of you that is eternal, that came from God and will go back to God. All right? It's, uh, you know, no one has ever solved perpetual motion. Your spirit is beyond perpetual motion. It doesn't have to eat. It doesn't have to sleep. It cannot be destroyed. It cannot be injured. And it will live for eternity. All right? Um, so you, God knew you before you were ever born. And again, loved you and chose you. Uh, one of the most famous poems of all time by James Weldon Johnson said, And God stepped out into space and said, I'm lonely. I'll make me a man. And that is not scripture, but I believe it is very much supported by scripture. God created you. God birthed you. God made you. God chose you 
for relationship with him and relationship with other people. All right? You want more proof? Your brain, nervous system, uh, memory is built to work correctly if you are choosing love and relationship every day. It is built so that it malfunctions if you choose anything except love and relationship every day. Okay? So choose love and relationship, you automatically. Positive thoughts, positive feelings, positive hormones, positive beliefs, positive actions and behaviors, uh, less sickness because there's not stress in your body. Stress is activated by anything but love, by the fear, by fear, which is the absence of love. Love eliminates stress and fear. Alright? So you are built for that and you malfunction any other way. There's a thing uh, I've taught for a good while now that I call the three C's and um, I'm adding a fourth one so it would be the four C's and the four C's are the most important thing in your life and they all start similarly. Communication. In almost any problem you have with another human being, I would guess at least 80% of the time, communication is going to be the key. And if you follow it back, there's some miscommunication or harsh or unloving communication and that's where the problem started. Communication. Commitment. Any relationship you're not committed to you have just put a glass ceiling on that relationship. And I believe that's what happens when most people say, I do, and get married. And that's why, for the most part, for the last 100, 200 years, the divorce rate has been about 50%. I think it's about 40, 45 right now, but typically about 50%. And I think the reason for that is when people say, I commit to love you for the rest of my life, they have the wrong definition of love. In fact, they're not talking about love at all. They're talking about a business deal. And if you want to know more about that, go and watch the video of Love A versus Love B. All right? But anyway, uh, commitment. Communion. And I'm not talking about the pass around the trays with the little uh, grape juice and piece of bread or, or wine. I'm talking about deep intimacy, communion. That's really what that word means. Okay? And if you don't have at least one or two people that you are in communion level relationship with, you're going to have something missing in your life. Guaranteed. That's what we're built for. And you know what? You could bet on it. The more people you are in communion level relationship with, the better your health will be, the happier you'll be, probably the more money you'll make, but everything in your life goes up and up and up and up and up with each person you add that you are in communal relationship with. And that does not mean sex, okay? It means deep intimacy, which you get by loving communication and talking about issues that are important. Um, which I believe we used to do a lot more of. Today it's more screens all the time. Okay? And then the last one, the fourth C, is community. 
um, you need to have a support group, a built-in support group. I saw a study where they were um, they were asking Generation Xers how many friends they had that if they were in trouble, um, the friend they knew that friend would be there. And you know what they found? Uh, on average, it was about fifty. But when they dug dug under that, what they found is that those fifty were like people that they were connected to on social media. And in most cases, they didn't have one single person that they knew would be there in person and help them and back them up and encourage them and or whatever it was they needed. Most of those Generation Xers didn't have a single one. But they answered 50. See, that's a totally wrong view of what... Uh, community relationships are. Uh, almost no community, true community, as far as being communal intimacy on social media. Those are all, well, with a little exception, those are, the great majority of those are one-on-one. -on -one, okay? Maybe a small group. My wife had a, when she was depressed, was in a small group, and those ladies are still close today. But, they also had uh, deep, intimate relationships and communications with each other all week, not just the group setting. So those are the four C's. And those directly determine how your life, how your health, uh, probably even how your economy, your longevity in life, whether you get sick or well, uh, the trend, positive or negative thoughts, your hormones, brain chemicals, everything determined by are you prioritizing the four C's, are you prioritizing relationships, or are you prioritizing your physical and external circumstances, which in my experience about nine out of ten people do. Excuse me. Extra, uh, uh, if you prioritize your physical and external circumstances, that is fear-based, which is the absence of love, and the practical way that manifests is seek pleasure and avoid pain, which is not love at all. It's a business deal. Okay? So where are you today? Are you prioritizing relationships? If so, how are the four C's in your life? Commitment. How's your commitment and the people you're in relationship with? How's your communication? Can't be close without that. Be misunderstandings every time without that. Where is your community? Do you have a backup community? Okay, and I forgot one. <laughs> Communion. I'm sorry, the most important one. Do you have one or two people at least that you are in deep, intimate, communal relationship with, and those are the ones that are gold. Every one of those you add floats up everything in your health, happiness, and life. So prioritize and keep making new ones all the time of all four, but especially relationships that are at the communal level. So you are built for relationships. You malfunction any other way. How are you living today? If you're living, emphasizing physical and external circumstances, hey, 
That's all right. Nine out of ten people do, but ch start changing that today. Martin Luther King, one of my heroes, said you cannot be free until you conquer two things. Fear of death and love of money. And both of those tend to be about physical and external circumstances. You conquer that, lay those down, and start prioritizing relationships and the four C's and you will be free. Free from fear of death, free from love of money, but typically everything, including those, gets better and better and better. So, um, to me, that is the next step of the new Jesus is this is what you're built for. Is that what you're living for? If not, start today. Have a wonderful, blessed day.